Welcome back. We go in and presents episode 106 here with the almighty June Classic, who has made at least four appearances on the podcast in the last few years. And one of my favorite MCs, he's back with a new project, Tell Me Something I Don't Know, which is going to drop on, what is it, next Monday? Uh, the Monday after this one, Christmas Monday, man. Yes. The 725th. Man, so we got yeah. we got about a week or so before the album drops, which is super exciting. So why Christmas Day, June? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I guess I just wanted to give them something to vibe out to during the holidays. And uh, I, <laughs> you stumped me with that one. I mean, <laughs> I, I just... I, I, this thing is special, you know what I'm saying? And ideally, I would like you to have some time to dedicate to listen to this, you know what I mean? So, yeah, when you sipping your, your hot your hot chocolate or whatever, you know, after everybody opened their gifts, if you're a family person, you know, take this to the head, and I think you'll, I think you'll really be pleased with the experience. That's amazing, man. And so, yeah, just glad you can come back on the podcast, man. You know, you're last time we talked, you were driving around, you were you were working. Um, you know, for folks who don't know, you're a social worker and doing that real important work in New York City. And today, yeah. you're actually on vacation, man. So, do you ever actually get a break? Like, is there is there real vacation for someone in your line of work? Absolutely not. <laughs> no days off, man. You know, um, the calls keep coming, you know, life keeps lifing, as I seen somebody, right, recently on social media. There's always something going on, you know, and, you know, that gets intrusive, you know, that gets, you know, it, it gets a little annoying, you know, but I, I'd rather be there for the, the crises than not, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm... I was literally, literally called the crisis social worker at one point during this work. And um, I'm just, I guess I'm good at neutralizing the, the, the madness. So sometimes they hit me up during these times and I got to, I got to pick up the phone at two in the morning. You know what I mean? I got to pick up the phone during vacation and, you know, see what's going on and how I can help, man. So nah, no days off, man. And to do that kind of work, I mean, it takes a special person, man. You know, since we first met back in 2004, 2003, actually, you know, you've always just had a super calm demeanor about you. Um, Just a really easy way of of listening and talking. Like, where does that come from, man? Do you you think that helps? And and that's that's part of what makes you such a successful social worker? Yeah, I think to answer part two, I definitely think it helps. You know, um, in terms of just, you know, you got to be calm when things are crazy, man. You know, even now it says under fire, I remain on some calm sh-. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it comes from my moms. It comes from, you know, the matriarch, the person, you know, who is, uh, who I consider and everybody considers the root of the family tree. You know, she's always been the one, you know, to get some hard news or what have you. And she was, she is emotional, but at the same time, she just has a way of saying, all right, let's get it done. Let's, let's, let's put our head down and, and do what we got to do to make sure everybody's okay. And she'll give you the shirt off her back. And, you know, just growing up with that example, man, is has been so inspiring. You know, I, I'm so fortunate to have that, you know what I mean, in my life. Um, 
and the kids I work with often don't. So that's why my heart goes out to them because I know I wouldn't be the person I am without her influence. So that's all thanks to Mama Classic, as my man like to call her. That's awesome, man. How's she doing too, by the way? Because I know last time you were talking about um, her health issues, and you know, so you know, a year later, how how's her health? Um, yeah, thanks for asking, man. It's been it's been rough. It's been rough. She had a rough uh, a rough um, spring, you know, and uh, led to a really rough summer, man. Really rough. The summer was madness, man. Um, but she's doing a little better now, you know, but we still got still got a lot a lot of work to do. You know, it was a rough year for her to answer your question. Rough year, man. And that makes it rough on my family and rough on me because I'm her primary caretaker. So you, you talk about not losing sleep with the job, but it's a whole other thing with mom. So, you know, sleep is something that, I, you know, I don't get enough of, but so be it. You know, I'm just thankful that I could be here to help her and, you know, put her first. Um, but I'm never doing enough. You know, everybody's like, you're doing such a great job with your moms. And I'm like, man, I'm, I could be doing better. You know, and they're like, yo, nah, man, you're holding it down. So, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a struggle, man, but you know, we're still fighting. She's still fighting. That's why she's my inspiration, man. She's the illest. That's amazing. We'll definitely send in good vibes over to her, man, and 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 hope for you know um, continued recovery and progress. Thank you so much, man. I mean, it's everything. Thank you, man. You know, because um, I, I I feel like a big part of what we've what we've talked about too over the past couple of years is just finding that balance and you know the balance between you know taking care of of your family, doing the the social work piece and 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 what pays the bills and being an artist um you know how do you how how are you finding that kind of balance today (laughs) insomnia (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's yeah man you just i just push through you know like i'm you know i've added the gym to my regimen because i had a serious health scare this summer, um, summer was a, a mug, man. But uh, around my birthday, I had went to the gym randomly, got a membership. I was like, let me get back to it. And man, um, after the second the second day, I went in there doing my little cardio, my heart feeling crazy. I came home and you know I nearly passed out, man. Luckily, I had my phone by me, like I collapsed in front of the crib, um, and I was able to call my girl. You know, and she she stayed on the phone with me, told me to breathe. Um, and, uh, you know, the lady that helps take care of my mom, I was able to call her. And um, she brought me a banana, some water. And I was, you know, able to, to, to be all right and shake it off. But um, it really scared me, you know. And then I did an EKG and they said my, it was irregular. So it, it was just, it was a lot, man. It, but, um. Long story short, I'm okay, and I've really been committed to the gym for, like, the past two months, um, locked in, you know. Um, so that's helping me, you know, uh, just get some of the stress out and, you know, start to feel better and feel stronger, which helps me with my mom. You know, um, it's, it's, it's just never enough time in the day, man. I was telling somebody just the other day like I always feel like I'm rushing I'm always rushing 
and I wait for the day where I don't have to feel like I'm rushing against the clock. I don't know if that day will ever come, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's it's always something to do. But um, it's I feel like I'm getting things accomplished, you know. Like with all these responsibilities, it's kind of hard to do the music. But the music is so therapeutic, you know. That's it, it, it gives me a reason to be happy and to be inspired and to look forward to tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Just to see this stuff come to fruition. So there is no balance, man. It's just forward movement. You just have to keep going forward and set goals and try to stick to them. You know, especially as you get older, man, it's easy to just get lackadaisical and start feeling sorry for yourself if you're not where you want to be. And I'm so far from where I want to be. But um, I, I feel inspired, and I'm thankful for that. That's what keeps me going. And and I've always heard people say too, you know, you're right where you're supposed to be. You know, do you believe in that saying? Mm-hmm. You know, do you believe that when you when you hear that? Uh, I, I I would say I do because I do believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, and they, I think those are similar concepts. It's just like, yeah, it plays out how it's supposed to play out. You know, um. Although I wish, you know, I wish for anything for my mom to be healthy and not be going through what she's going through because that's traumatic. Just watch her go through this. I mean, in terms of where I'm at, I guess more or less I am supposed to be here. And maybe that's why I feel inspired because um, I kind of feel like I got my second wind in a certain sense, especially now that I'm working out and stuff and seeing my body change. I feel like I'm moving towards something better. You know, like I've been saying all last year, like better days are coming, better days are coming. But they don't come if you don't work for something, if you don't have a plan and and, and a course of action that's going to make those days better. Like nobody's going to give you nothing in this life. So if you want things to be better, you got to work towards it. And that's what I'm starting to do. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing it for, for a little bit now. You know, that's why this album is here. I had to work hard to, to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Amidst all all of this adversity and, and, and responsibility that I have going on from work to my mom's, just trying to take care of myself to holding down my pops. You know, it's just a lot. It's a lot, man. But so far, I'm holding it down. You know, knock on wood. That's amazing, man. You know, when you look at look at everything too, um, where how how spread thin you can be with your time. How convenient is it having a home studio um, so that you can record at night or whenever you have that time, which is, you know, severely limited, but also looking at the cost of it, too, where you're not worried about the cost of studio sessions or, you know, the mixing and mastering fees where you can do everything yourself. Like, how important has that been? Man, I mean, I don't mix and master. So we got a cat named uh casa shout to casa to do the mix and master of this album and he did a spectacular job somebody over here banging it's always something going on um let me get away from that so that don't pick up but um uh the, the home studio is everything man and it's funny that you say that because i had a technological issue pop up right at the beginning of this album um where my laptop just went kaput you know what I mean? And I couldn't believe it, man. I was devastated because I'm like, I can't go back to running around trying to get in studios and record. Like, I'm way too used to being able to wake up at 2 in the morning and lay down a verse. You know, that's everything to me, man. So 
I had to had to figure it out and spend a lot of money. But um, you know, fortunately, I was able to get the the, the laptop corrected and get back on course after a month of basically being derailed. And man, oh man, I remember that that week, man, when it, when it just went kaput, man. I was just so down; I could barely even talk to anybody. I was broken because I was like, "This is my one outlet, and now it's gone." Mm. You know, so thank God I was able to get that fixed, but it cost me a pretty penny. You know, so such is life, man. man. It's always something. It's always something, man. Just when you think you get ahead, this bill is due, or like it's that six month bill that's due. Like it's always something. That's the thing, man. That's the thing about life, man. You always, you know, get get that sucker punch out of nowhere where you're just like, I'm not ready for that, man. That's yes. not part of the plan. You know what I mean? Like I, I got something going here. Why now? You know, my mom would always say the devil is so strong, you know, and um, and, and I've heard people say the devil's busy. And my girlfriend, um, she don't like that type of talk. She's like, don't bring that motherfucker into this. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel that, too, you know. So it's just, you know, things happen, but I guess it's all in perspective, man. Like, the fact that I was able to get the laptop back on track gave me a whole new battery in my back to really finish this project. You know, and I just went full speed ahead. You know what I'm saying? I knocked this thing out in two months, basically. Wow. So, um, so yeah, man, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm where I'm supposed to be, you know, right. get, getting back to your point. You know, I just hope that this, <laughs> you know, this is the beginning of something even greater. And I believe it is. I mean, yeah, and I appreciate your new perspective and the, and that you know the 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 gym habit is is dope to see on Instagram. You know, getting up at you know three thirty four o'clock in the morning is not easy. And Fair. it's not to cut you off, but it ain't no getting up. It's I've been up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back to the insomnia, like it's the lack of sleep. You know, sometimes I mean every now and then I'll get a nap in there, but sleep is minimal, man. It's just gotta want it, and I really want it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm man. That's, that, that, I imagine you see a different crowd at 4 o'clock in the morning at the gym than you would like at like 5 p.m., you know, like that rush hour crowd where like every machine is taken and there's, you know, weights at the treadmills and ellipticals and all that kind of stuff. Like what's the crowd looking like at, you know, 4 or 5 in the morning at the gym? That's the best reason why. You know, going at night is, is the shit, man, because at night is, you know, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. I try to get in there around 2, 2.30. It's, yo, it's five heads in there. You know what I'm saying? And you, you ain't got to wait for no machine, you know, unless you got really bad luck. You, you know, run into the pull-up machine and somebody's on there. But when I went one time at, uh, I think, like 4 p.m., Yo, this kid must have weighed like 86 pounds soaking wet, man. And he went on that pull-up machine right before me. I sat there and watched this kid work out for a while. After he did like his third set, I was like, yo, how many more sets you got, my man? He was like, I got two. Ended up having four sets. And when he was walking off the machine, yo, this shit was dripping with sweat. Dude. Oh, man. And I, yo, I was like, yo, you going to leave it like that? <laughs> <laughs> so he grabbed a piece of paper with the quickness. Because I'm all about the gym etiquette, man. I wipe down every machine I use. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't I don't be looking on my phone if people are 
you know, standing around. I don't be looking on my phone if, even if nobody's around. I'm in there to get out of there. But people be playing games in there, man. So this kid wiped it down and walked off looking all tight. And I'm just like, I can't do this, man. Like, I got to stick to the nighttime because I'm going to get into it with somebody in here, man. So, um, yeah, I love it, man. Five heads in there. You know what I mean? There's a little crowd that starts coming in around 4 o'clock. So I don't like being there that late. But the um, the other night I had to I had to do it late because I had to do some things for my moms. But um, yeah, man, it's 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 refreshing though, man. The, the best part is like when you just wound up from a long day and then you get on that step machine or whatever it is you do for cardio, and you know eight nine minutes in you sweating, your heart rate's at 140, 150 beats per minute, and you're so tired and just want to get off this machine. You don't even have the energy to be mad about anything. Yeah, that's the refreshing thing about the gym that I needed, I, and I realized I needed it until this summer. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's awesome. No, man, gym etiquette is everything, man. Like not being on your phone, you know, when you're taking up a machine that you know, especially during a busy time like this, the sweat, man, that's nasty. It's nasty, man. Nasty, man. Like, come on, fam, you gonna leave the machine just so? Come on, man, like. You, no better than that shit. You know, I was like, yo, I, I, I felt a little bad that I, I, I got as loud as I did because the kid looked so small. But I'm just like, yo, man, it is what it is, man. Like, don't leave that shit like that. You no, know you what I mean? I wouldn't do that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So I like it. Uh, empty gym is, is, is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing, man. I used to work out around when the gym, you know, be right after work and, you know, the damn glass is fogged up because there's so many people in there. Nah, man. Uh, I'm not I'm not about that life. No. I need a little space, you know? Man, yeah. it, I, I hear you, man. And, and, and keep it up, man. It's great to see because it motivates me, too, to get there. Um, but mine doesn't open until 6 a.m., so I have to, I have to mm -hmm. wait. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. I had I sought out a night gym because I never had it before. I've always gone to gyms that close at 11 p.m. And I'm like, yo, I'm living nocturnal, the, the nocturnal life, man. You know, I'm up late hours, you know, watching my mom doing the camera just to make sure she don't have a coughing fit or anything. And I'm just like, yo, it's 2 in the morning. It's 4 in the morning. And I was inspired by meth because meth had issues with insomnia. And he talked about how he used to stay up and play video games. And one night he went to the gym. And 10 years later, look at him now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that really inspired me because he's living his best life, man. And I'm just like, yo, that's, I, need to, I need to do something with this time, you know, more than just write rhymes. Because this album was primarily constructed between the hours of, I'd say, 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. And it was all recorded between 2 a.m. and 8 a.m. It's a night album, nighttime music. You know what I'm saying? That's when inspired it, and that's when it was made. And I've always been nocturnal since high school. I've had issues with insomnia. You know, I talked about it on the album, but yeah, um, just just using this time to to to, to do something, something. Uh, what's the word? Productive. You right. know what I'm saying? So the gym is the gym has really really been helpful, man. That's great to hear, man. And, you know, writing, writing in the middle of the night, you know, do you, do you feel like that's your, your best time? Like, does your best material come out during that time? And, you know, when you look at this, this, uh, you know, tell me something I don't know. Do you feel like this is some of your best writing you've done? 
I mean, yeah, yeah. I definitely have been not a nocturnal, you know, um, author <laughs> for quite some time, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, since college, you know, it's just definitely been a good 20-year run of this nighttime, uh, you know, like just creating at night. Like, that's when my juices get flowing, man. That's just something about the nighttime, man. Even just being young, running around at night. At night is when everything happens, you know. I mean, things will happen during the day, too. But um, nighttime is the right time, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the night inspired it. And um, in terms of the writing, I, yeah, I've got some good stuff on this one. I mean, I've got a lot of writing out there. Um, and that's something I'm trying to explore down the line. And, you know, I'll, I'll speak more on that when the time comes for it. But um, yeah, there's definitely some of my strongest writing on here for sure. I've got a, I've got some really, some really interesting topics of discussion and um, variety of flows and yeah, I speak on some 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 very interesting things in this project. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely some great writing. Some of my best for sure. No, I, I would agree with that, man. You know, even on a song like a tone, you talk about how you know, you don't know the good times or the good times till it's over, you know, like that was a, like, where did that line come from? Um, and yeah. you know, that was super deep, man. It just kind of like mixed in there in that first verse. Thank you, man. I, I actually, I, um, I have that right here, man. I'd like to quote it. If I could just find a page, man, just the opening bars, man. I, I, well, first let me spit it. And then I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll speak on what you're saying. All right, so it starts giving atonement. I try to live for the moment because when the good times were good, it's like the kid didn't know it. I chose the people who were closest and saw different opponents. I had to sit and get focused on how I'm fitting to approach this. You know, so I'm, it's just reflecting, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what I was going to write to that beat, man. Um, but just reflecting on the past, I'm like, damn, man. Like, even with my mom, you know, when things was, were good, I just didn't realize it because I was just focused on the glass being half empty, you know, what I didn't have instead of appreciating what I do have. And, you know, they say that's life. You know, you don't know what you got till it's gone, you know. Right. And, oh, man, it's just the realest thing, you know. Um, and it, and it, it makes me take stock of my current situation, you know, and uh, appreciate the good, you know, cause it's so easy to get lost in the bad, but there's still some good, man, you know? So that just came from reflection. You know, I think a lot about the past, you know, people say they, they don't have regrets. I'm like, well, shit beats me because I got a lot of regrets. There's a lot of choices I made. I wish I had thought more about before I made it, you know what I mean? But like you like you said earlier, you know, we're where we're supposed to be. You know, everything happens for a reason. So, you know, it's just just learning from the past and, and, and trying to, you know, pay attention to the present and enjoy it. You know, and also the the line about I, I chose the people who were closest and saw different opponents. Love that line too. You know what I mean? Sometimes People right next to you don't have your best interests at heart, and that's something that comes from experience. Unfortunately, you know you got to go through it to get through it, and um, you know just making sure your circle is a circle that wants you know what's best for you and best for them, and you know and just have a, a healthy mindset. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah, a lot of reflection, man. A lot of pain <laughs> led to making that. No, you can you can hear that, man. I appreciate the explanation too. You know, to build off of that line too, you say you got a trip before you get to know the ledge on Warzone. Ah. And, and you know, you're, you're talking <laughs> you, about regrets. You it. <laughs> yeah, you man. You know, I have to. Like, yeah. you're talking about regrets, but like, you also say that, like, you know, it's it's easy to look back. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But you know, if you don't live life and and make decisions and you know some work out some don't work out but like you even say it like you got a trip you know so that you you can figure things out yes yeah i like how you look at it because i i meant it like you got a trip like sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta wild out <laughs> to know where the boundaries are mm. you know what i'm saying so it's it's very multi-layered man and that's that's the thing about this album man there's a lot of density to it you know what i mean it's a lot of weight like i realized you know just reflecting even before you call like i make music for people going through something you know what i mean because i feel like i'm always going through some and um on another song um the code one of my favorite songs on here on there on the second verse i say times are a changing can't just rhyme for entertainment you could save that fire for the caveman you know like yeah, you could tell me all day how dope you are, but that's not going to help me get through my day, man. I need to know how you're getting through your day, what makes you wake up, what makes you want to keep going when everything is telling you not to. You know, that's what moves me. I think that's why Pac is considered, like, the greatest. Because I think he's really good at just making you feel him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's the type of music that really resonates with me, and that's what a lot of this is about. It's about just adversity and overcoming you know i said most guys that i admire have been through some kind of fire had to make a way around the weisenheimers by desire you know so it's you got to find a way man and um and, and that's that's the type of thing i'm i'm trying to put out there like it, it's always it's not always difficult but more times than not it's very difficult just to get through the day and if you can do that and find a reason to get through tomorrow then you're ahead of the game you know what i'm saying man and, and staying ahead of the game is hard too right i gotta make change in the game that never changes off of never change <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah. when you look at that you know how do you look at you know just approaching like just putting music out the music business side of things especially where i mean when 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 you were coming up, you know, with dynamics back in the, the late nineties, two thousands, like it was about hand to hand CD sales and you know, then, then it was mixtapes. Then the internet started to take over. I mean, your hustle game has had to change and adapt so many different times. Like what does that marketing business plan approach look like today? Great question. Um, I think the most important thing is the connection with the people that you know uh like what you're doing you got to find your audience so to speak um so that's just through organic you know um correspondence you know people hit you up and you respond and you know show appreciation and um i'm i really struggle with the marketing part because you know i see people posting you know that you know, they'll post something new and then they'll tag a hundred people. I've never tagged anybody to peep my music and I never will. You know, I'm not I'm not the the type to be like, 
yo, run it up. You know what I mean? It's my new thing. Like, I, I just, I just like to post it and, you know, hope people engage. And I think I've suffered from that because I see people repeatedly post things and push and push. I just can't shove my music down your throat. I want you to kind of want to find it, you know? Um, so what I'm really trying to do is just be creative in terms of, I guess, my promotion. Like I just did an album trailer, you know, for this project um that has will be able to check out it's, it's on my youtube page and on my ig um so i i, I you know I, I do my own videos and stuff like that um and i'm going to offer some interesting um bundle packs with this project that i haven't offered previously and you know they'll see that when that when that comes to light so i'm just trying to think of interesting ways to think outside the box in terms of promotion and stuff like that but um you know i'm just i'm an easy going cat man if you hit me up i'm more than likely going to hit you up i mean that's how this project even came together originally like um the producer of the project shout out to my man clipto big clipto um he hit me up you know randomly and i didn't know who he was you know, and um, I had this message just sitting in my inbox for the longest, you know, and I finally checked it and he showed me a lot of love. He was like, yo, man, I really like the project with Diallo. You know, I think you're really dope. And, um, you know, I do beats and, you know, feel free to check my IG. I got a bunch of beats up there. If you like anything, it's yours. You know, and I was like, yo, that's dope. And, you know, I've been hit up previously by producers, you know, um, that do my work. But I would say eight to t out of ten, you know, are on a, a beginner level. You know what I mean? So when I would check their stuff, I'd be like, oh, they got a little work to put in. But, you know, they'll eventually get there. Clitho was, when I checked Clitho stuff, I was blown away. I was I was open. And the interesting part about it is that I was working on a, a, another project that's coming out in 2024 with a producer that has a very um what's the word um a very different sound like almost the opposite of of what clipto does you know so i was you know i, I guess i was kind of fiending for something different because i really locked in with this other producer and done several tracks so when i heard clipto's tracks they were like a breath of fresh air and it just really inspired me and pulled this this thing out of me man so um yeah, I, I think I forgot your question, bro. It's all good, man. You know, looking at the production, too, it's so soulful. And I think that's the kind of beats, man, that I love hearing you over. You know, what what about the beats really brought it out of you and, and really looking at, like, the soulful vibe across the album? How important was that to you, too? So here's the interesting thing. On September 8th, I wrote the first song, and I wrote them in the sequence that you hear the album. First wow. song is called Never, Ch Never Changes. Um, and I had went out to um, vibe with my man, Mighty Theodore. Shout out to Mighty Theodore, man, one of the dopest artists in this underground thing. He put out an album called Set Out in the Dark in 2022, and it's one of the best albums of that year. I highly encourage anybody listening to this to check that album. It's called Set Out in the Dark. And there's a dope vinyl package um, that comes with baseball cards. It's an amazing album. So I'm vibing with him because he called me out there to um, do some music work with him. 
and I'm playing him the joints. And I was only going to do like three or four joints to clip, you know, and he was like, this is what I need to hear you over. He was like, this sounds dope. He was like, if you do a package of 10 of these and put it out on vinyl, I would buy it. He was like, this is hard. So that inspired me, you know what I mean? And, and clip, you know, me and him, you know, just started doing the voice message thing like every other day. Now I'm sending him sketches and ideas of my recordings. And one night he goes in his car. He's like, yo, I just got a bunch of new beats. And he played this one joint, which ended up being the code. And I was, man, I almost cried when I heard that beat. I was like, my God, this is one of the, bit, the illest beats I've ever heard in my life. You know, um, so I just, I just kept playing it over and over. And then he played another beat, um, which turned out to be um, Get That, Get Back which is my favorite song on the project. Um, it's got that Motown sound that I just, I, my father raised me to that sound, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was really inspired by it, man. And um, it, it just brought out these, these, these lyrics, you know, and I was like, this is the vibe, you know. So I just went off of Mighty Theodore's word and just just made this project, man. And um, I'm really I'm really happy with it. I let one of my day ones there and he was like, yo, this Joint, man. He's like, I couldn't even listen to you because I was just blown away by the production. He's like, I was like, I'll get back to you with the beats. And I was like, then that that's what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So big shout to Big Clip though, man. Amazing cat, real good dude, really talented. Um, I'm really happy with this project. And um his, the engineers is man, so shout to Casa, you know, for making it bump and, and sound as good as it does. Um, it just it just happened organically, man. He just happened to reach out to me, and I just happened to peep his stuff, and the stuff was amazing, and it led to this months later. Man, that that's incredible, man. You know, when when you look at this too, um, you're making this album, but at the same time, I remember you talking last time in our interview how your girlfriend was talking about like you know you got to step away from the music, like it's taken away. Um, how? How are you feeling in terms of your commitment to making hip hop and, and continuing to release projects as you can, um, you know, while while being able to fulfill the other responsibilities without having to like step step away from hip hop? I want to step away. I've been wanting to step away. I have um, all these literary ideas outside of rapping, and sometimes you know I feel like I could be chasing other dreams instead of this one that I've been chasing for 20 years. So with her, I don't even play her this stuff. I don't even be telling her about it because I'm just, I don't think she wants to hear it, you know. Um, and that's, you know, she's got the right reasons for why she feels that way. But there's something about it, man. Like when I make a song like um, Get That, Get Back or um, or Never Changes and I can listen to it and be like, yo, I nailed it on this one. You know, it's just something indescribable about that feeling, you know. Um, and, and I'm thankful that, you know, I could create something and, and, and feel like I've executed it well, you know, um, and that it, it may help people. I really feel like this project could help somebody going through something, you know. Um, and that's what inspires me to do it. In terms of just the commitment, like it's, I, I love it and, and I love putting complex thoughts into such a phrase. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I Like, I'm just hoping that, you know, the recognition that I've been seeking for so long will come with projects like this. 
But um, at the same time, you know, I have other things I want to do, and it's a constant battle, man. I've got script ideas. I've got book ideas. I've got all kinds of stuff. I'm actually doing other kinds of writing, you know, and sometimes I feel like the hip-hop takes away. But if I know people are vibing to it, if I know that it's making noise and making waves and, you know, could could elevate, you know, how I'm living my life, um, then then I want to keep doing that. I want to do the things that's going to make me happy, but they also have to be fulfilling, you know? And, um, like when I, after I, I, I put this project together, I sent it out to a few press people and I didn't hear nothing for a few days. And I got really discouraged, you know, like, and I remember talking about the last, this happening with, um, a, a project, I think like a year or so ago. And when I just couldn't even listen to it, you know what I mean? I'm just like, here, here it goes again, you know, like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm going to fall flat on my face when this. I even had a moment when I was, you know, I, I broke down in a, in a Burger King drive-thru, and I'm just like, yeah, Yo, you got to leave this shit alone, you know, I'm like, this is not the wave, man. Like, they're not, you know, it's just not connecting. And I had to have a, you know, I had to have a talk with myself and shout to my man, Method Godzilla, man. He's been a big, big, uh, big um, inspiration and just a source of, uh, of information and upliftment, you know, um, in, the, in the last few months, he's been really putting a battery in my back. And, you know, he was like, you don't have to be that way, man. We can make this thing work, you know? And he kind of inspired me to, you know, to regroup and um, really figure out some promotional movements and marketing strategies that I'm trying to implement and just think outside the box. So, he rejuvenated me in that sense, man. And a big shout out to him. Just, you know, um, finding that passion to, to do the business just as hard as you do the creative side. That's what I've had to learn, you know, because I hate the business side. But if I can apply the same passion to the business side that I do with the, with the making of the music, then maybe I can really get somewhere. So that's where my head is at right now. And that's why I'm going to offer some different type of bundle packages than I've ever offered before. I'm just trying to do some different things. So, No doubt. And what kind of creative projects do you see yourself undertaking in the future too? Besides, you know, the music side. Man, uh, scripts. Um, definitely a few book ideas. But um, I've actually written a script. Um, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but I've written a script loosely based on the work I do, and that's something I want to tighten up because I really want to bring, you know, um, just a, I don't want to say entertainment element, but I want to talk about what I've seen professionally in a way that I don't think it's been done before on television. If I could fulfill that, or facilitate that in some way, that would be extraordinary. Um. Uh, you know, I, I got some book ideas. I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun, but I got some things I'm, that I've got in the works. So, yeah, just just different ideas with the writing, man. Definitely um, visual and um, literary for now. You know, so that's amazing, man. You know, you're on the cover of my latest book, Word Seven, which is a collection of interviews over the years, and you know, up to number seven at this point. And you've been featured in in early in an earlier volume, but this is like the archives of of our interviews that hasn't been in words. And when I was going through 
we have interviews that go back to 2003 all the way up to the present day. I mean, I don't think there's any artist I've talked to as consistently as you from 2003 to today, um, 20 years, that has also been continuously putting out projects and had new music to talk about. So going through my archives, man, you know, I just I found that really cool that you know, you're probably one of the only artists that I've stayed in touch with over the years. I think probably you, Superstition, Wordsworth, like, and those, those, those are the three artists that are on the cover. But really, to have that whole kind of span, like, I feel lucky and grateful to be able to talk to you through all these different points in your career. But also, I just found it really cool to see your growth as an artist through reading our old interviews up to our current ones. Man, you know, when I saw that, man, I mean, I, I was speechless, man. Uh, uh, the words can't even, <laughs> no pun intended, the words can't even, can't even put it, you know, put it correctly, man. I'm so thankful that you did that. I didn't even realize that was, you know, the inspiration behind it, you know. Um, And, and yeah, I'm just, you know, I... <laughs> It's so easy to feel overlooked in this game, you know what I mean? But, you know, thanks to, you know, brilliant minds like yourself giving a voice to the voiceless, it, 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 it's everything, man. It just, it's inspiration, you know. It, it, it shows me that there, there has, there, there's a resume. It, there's there's a, a trail, a, a paper trail, you know, um, to the work that's been done. And I'm very humbled and very honored that you did that, man. And put me on that cover with these legends that are doing so well for themselves and really pursuing their passion and making it work and getting the reverence and recognition they deserve. You know, um, that's everything. So I'm honored, man. I'm, I'm honored, you know, and just to hear you break it down like that, you know, that's that's the same thing that my girlfriend is like, yo, you've been doing this for all these years. But then, you know, I showed her that. She was like, yeah, that's beautiful, huh? You know, she she definitely picked me up. And she's like, an artist did a great job with you, too. Like, that actually looks like you. So That's big shout to Rock Yeah, big shout to Rock and Roger, man, um, who, who who put that together, man. And big shout to yourself, man. I'm so thankful for that, bro. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm going to autograph one of those and get that to my pops, man. So I'm going to feel a tremendous sense of pride when he sees his son on the cover of a book, man. And that's yeah. all thanks to you. That's awesome, man. I, I got to see a picture of that, man. That that's amazing. And yes, sir. Yeah, so thank you for that, man. And I got to also say thank you, man, to Rock and Roger, man. Um, if 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 you don't follow him on Instagram, you know Rock and Roger A Z H Q O N E. Um, he, I mean, he's amazing, man. Like the work that he mm-hmm. does is is incredible. The the and it, it's all through pencil, like it's all by hand, like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's he's one of my favorite artists, and he did the last two words covers. He did a chopped herring book, and he did um, the Edo book. So he's he's oh, done. Oh nice. We've done four books together, and and here's the crazy thing. This is how a lot of this comes back full circle. Um, so way back in the day, um, I met Ralph Dog. Um, I think just this is like 2003. I was just looking for artists to interview and I found his page somehow and he had a song with Immortal Technique and I was like, this guy's yeah, cool. Yeah, like, my man. Yeah. That's my man. Shout out to Ralph, Ralph Biggity. Yeah. He's a cool dude, man. So I, I, I reach out to him and we do an interview. He links me up with Manifest Destiny, um, you know, C's and Emid who are in, in Newark. That's how you link. 
That's how you link the bros. Big shout to Manifest Destiny. Those are my brothers, man. And then, Big C's, what up, man? And then through them, I linked up with you. And this is 2003. We start, you know, talking and hanging out and doing interviews and, and making music together. I'd send you my, my brand new beats, which I appreciate you not laughing at. And so we start working together in 2003. What is it? Maybe 2000, 2017, 2016, maybe. I, I find Chopped Herring on, on the Internet. I'm like, these guys are doing cool things. And then I see that you're mm-hmm. affiliated with them, that you that you're that you released something with them. I think it was maybe with the pen pals. And mm-hmm. so then I hit you up. I'm like, hey man, like I really like this label. I have a book idea for the label. Can you hook me up? And you make the introduction mm-hmm. with Bob over at Chopped Herring. So shout out to Bob too. So that's how I Big started. Shout out to Bob. So I started doing the the Chopped Herring books with Bob. You know, it takes us about a year to iron out the ideas. Uh, we're both busy, you know, conversations start and stop and take forever. But anyway, get linked up with Bob and start doing the chopped herring books. And that's how I meet rock and Roger, which then turns into him doing the artwork for word seven, which you're featured on the cover of. So like, that's some crazy full circle kind of stuff. Like none of that would have happened if you hadn't made that introduction with Bob and Chopped Herring in the first place, and none of that would have happened if I hadn't talked to Ralph Dog back in 2003. Man, none of this would, wouldn't have happened if you weren't a brilliant, cool dude, man, that you've been from day one. You've been the same cat, man. And I'm thankful to you. The hip-hop game should be thankful to you, man. You revolutionized the whole hip-hop journalism scene. Hip-hop game, your column is legendary. People need to really do their research, man, and understand that, Yo, man, your contributions to this game are, are endless and they're, they're incredible, man. Like I said, you've given a voice to the voiceless, man. You know, and you do it brilliantly and it, it's just well done, man. So big shout to you, man, for making all of this possible. You know what I'm saying? Man, that, that means wow. so much, man. Thank you so much, man. That, that means a lot. But I'm just I'm just honored that we get to, 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 to keep having these conversations and to be a part of your journey because I love the music anyway, but it's like that that bonus that, you know, being a fan, you actually get to talk to the artist and really, you know, kind of ask the questions you want to as a fan to like, what were you thinking when you wrote that? You know, what's going on here? Like, why did you make this choice? Um, right. You know, so it's it's really like it's it's just amazing, man. And, and, and you know, this is I don't even know what number interview this is, man, but. Um, I know we got a ton more in the future, man, that we're just going to, you know, knock on wood that we're just going to keep on knocking out, man, because these are just, you know, fun conversations. But also I feel like anyone can listen to a conversation like this and take something from it and find that inspiration and motivation, no matter what you do in life, man, because you look at what you're doing, man, you're helping people, you're taking care of your family, you're taking care of your health and you have that creative outlet where you're really able to express yourself and use that as kind of a form of, of release of self therapy of um, creativity. And so I, I just think that's incredible, man. And these are the kind of stories that um, we really need to be telling in hip hop today. Well said, fam. Well said, man. I'm thankful. Thanks for the beer to, to be included, man, you know, with, with what you're doing. And um, yeah, man, just trying to inspire the, the, the people still in this game, man. We got to add to it. It's 50 years in and it's it's still, it's, you know, there's still so much more we could say. 
you know, that's what I think of. Like, what what hasn't been said? You know, what haven't we talked about? And, you know, let's be more vulnerable and not so braggadocious because we're going through so much, man. We're coming out of a pandemic. You know, I mean, just so much turbulence in the world. You know what I mean? Um, free Palestine, man. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot going on out there, man. You know what I'm saying? So people got to wake up. And that's, again, why I said Kansas Brown for entertainment. You know, it's it's got to be about more than that now. You know, we got to really speak to, you know, the evils of the world and just trying to find ways to overcome and be our best selves and spread love, man. That's that's what we're on this planet to do, you know. And the, the, the sooner we realize that and the sooner we start trying to help each other and work with each other and, and, and want to see the best from each other, I, I think the better off we'll be. You know what I'm saying? Man, I don't know any better way to end the interview on that, man. That That's brilliant, man. <laughs> uh, my man, my man. Thank you, man. This is good stuff, man. Yo, check out that album, man. Tell me something I don't know. There's a reason why I named it that, you know? Um, <laughs> I almost want to go into it, but I'll save that for another time. Hey, man, feel free. You got the space, man. Uh, yo, man, I was listening to, you know, a, a, a very popular rapper who I won't name, you know, and um, the the, uh, uh, the music was cool, but I, I was like, y'all, I've heard you say these things before, you know, tell me something I don't know about yourself, tell me something I don't know, and it just clicked, I'm like, this is what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to tell people things they don't know, things they haven't heard, you know, so. Yeah, man, that's it.